Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 745, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Hey, welcome back to another Friday show where I play your questions and simply answer them. On all the other days, I read health and fitness blogs to you, kind of like an audiobook, with permission from the authors, of course. So in case you're wondering, why bother sending me a question? Do I really know what I'm talking about? Well, sometimes I do, but I do it my Doctor of Public Health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have my Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. So I love discussing health and wellness and nutrition. All of these are truly my passion. Now I'll let you know how you can send me your own question at the end of the show. So for now, let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. Uh, my name is Jennifer Campos, and I wanted to get your opinion on the gut and brain connection. I know I keep reading, uh, especially in the chemical and engineer news, how microbes in our gut, they might be talking to our brain. And when I eat cleaner, I feel better. I'm more content. And, and with my children, too, um, when I feed them less processed foods, I can see it and they're behavior and their daily behavior, but I wanted to get your opinion on how microbes in your gut might be talking to our brain. Thank you. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you for your question. The gut-brain science right now is in its infancy. I'll put it another way. The evidence regarding smoking and lung cancer is like Methuselah. It's been around forever. Contrast this with the evidence regarding the gut-brain connection. Have you ever heard a parent tell their child, Before we had you, you were just a twinkle in our eyes. Well, the evidence regarding the gut-brain connection is like that. It's just a twinkle in the eyes of scientists at this point. It's an interesting concept that hasn't been fully formed. It's merely an interesting idea. So when I talk about gut-brain science, I often find myself using non-committal phrases like, 
we think there's a connection or there may be a link, then these are usually followed by me saying, so more research is needed. But don't get me wrong, the gut-brain idea is very interesting. In fact, the idea that the health of our digestive organs may influence the health of the brain has actually been around for over 100 years. Now that we are starting to find some evidence supporting this idea, it's gaining momentum. We already knew that the brain can influence our digestive organs. Think about a time when you were really anxious. Did your stomach start to rumble? It's very possible that the brain sent signals down to the nerves to the gut, which triggered that nervous stomach feeling. But we're also learning, which is sort of new now, that the brain may be able to impact the number and types of good and bad bacteria found in the intestines. And the number and types of good and bad bacteria are known as our microbiome. And to complicate things, it's possible that the microbiome may create neurotransmitters and metabolites that then affect the brain. In fact, when we look at the intestines under a microscope, we see that the interior lining of the intestines, the part that is exposed to the food you eat, are made up of lots of cells. In the small intestine especially, these cells are packed very closely together so that large molecules can't get past them. I always use this analogy. The tightly packed cells of the small intestine kind of reminds me of a game we used to play as kids called Red Rover. It would go something like this. Half of us would stand in a line across one end of the schoolyard. We would form this line by holding each other's hands ever so tightly, creating the strongest barrier we could. The other half of the class would stand facing us on the opposite end of the field, but they weren't holding hands. Now, the group holding hands, creating that very tight barrier, would then yell, Red Rover, Red Rover, send blank right over. The blank is where we would insert the name of someone on the opposite end of the field. When the person's name was called, they would come running at us at full speed. Their goal was to try and break that oh-so-strong barrier we created by holding each other's hands. Now imagine our small intestines are like that group holding hands, trying to prevent anyone from making it through the barrier. Now imagine food, viruses, bacteria, anything that can get into your gut as that kid running full steam ahead at the barrier. Now sometimes the kid would get through. Other times they would slam against the barrier and fall flat on their face. Same goes for food, viruses, bacteria, or anything else that can be found in the gut. Sometimes any one of those things get through the tight barrier of our small intestine. So what's the big deal? What does that have to do with our brain? And if something does get through the small intestine's barrier, can our bodies just destroy whatever gets through? Most of the time, absolutely. But occasionally, the side effects of something slipping past that intestinal barrier are not so pleasant. These can include gas, bloating, constipation, and or diarrhea, or even joint or body aches. And to go back to your question, Jennifer, possibly things like brain fog. What we've learned is that for some people, their red rover barrier isn't as strong. This could be caused by a number of factors. Jennifer, you mentioned that you noticed when you changed your diet, you felt more content. It's very possible that it could be because of the food you ate. But we know stress can make the gut barrier weaker. So it's very possible that maybe your stress levels changed and that's why you feel better. Or maybe you happen to get more or experience deeper sleep. Now, some scientists do believe that things like pesticides and antibiotics may have a gut-brain connection. There's a theory that gluten is the problem. Others blame dairy. And still, there are those that blame food additives, like certain food colorings. Jennifer, you also mentioned that you noticed your kids seemed to be better behaved after they ate more wholesome foods. It very well could be the gut-brain connection. 
but it could also be related to the sugar content, meaning they consumed fewer simple sugars when they changed their diets, which made them less hyperactive. So the bottom line is this. This entire concept is still a mystery. What I would suggest is to consume mostly whole foods as often as possible, get enough fiber in your diet every day. This could be anywhere from 25 to 38 grams for mostly healthy adults, and this will help support the health of your microbiome. Consume fewer additives and simple sugars if you can, eat fish twice a week, or talk to your doctor about taking an omega-3 supplement, and we can't forget, stay active. Do some exercise. These are the behaviors that research seems to support when it comes to keeping your brain healthy for a long time. And that way, hopefully, we too can live as long as Methuselah. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for the question, Jennifer. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you want to send in a question, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. And send in your question before next week because another book giveaway is coming right up. All right, that's enough out of me. Thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you back here on Monday as usual where your optimal life awaits.